Hello, this is Master Johnny. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. Today's topic is called The Physics of the New World. I call it the New World because it's not just a new decade. It's not just a new year. Literally, it's a new world. It started back in 2012, or that transitionary period around that time. So not the end of the year, not although the end of the calendars, my calendars and so on like that, but it is, say, a beginning uh, of a transition. Uh, And that transition, uh, as we come into it more and more and more, waves of, say, um, if you want to call it consciousness, coming through. And this consciousness, uh, to define consciousness better, or the way I see it from exponential intelligence, is, is... is where time and space react differently. They have different properties, different principles. Okay, so if you've been with me for a while, uh, you'll notice that I, you know I've talked about the purity wave, uh, a new paradigm coming through, uh, a new consciousness, which I call high performance consciousness. And if you are joining me as a new individual, welcome. I would highly recommend listening to some of the other podcasts uh, and then some of the YouTube videos uh, or other materials. There's a lot of free things that I've put out there for you. But just to give you a little synopsis, I've had two near-death experiences transcended into a realm, a realm of consciousness that goes beyond time and space. Some of us would call it you know, your spirit. I call it your vital force higher order of who we are, actually the, the real individual, the real identity of who we are. So whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter. You know, we don't have to believe in gravity, but it still works on us. So whether you believe it or not, the effects upon us exist. Uh, those effects are provable time and time and time again uh, by what I do. So again, whether uh, you believe, oh, I don't believe in spirits, I don't believe in the afterlife, I don't believe... It doesn't matter. Again, the consequences of what you don't believe still affect you. So look at the bottom line consequences. And for those scientist types that go, well, I need scientific proof. Uh, There has to be proof behind uh, what you're saying. Otherwise, we're not going to believe it. Well, that's why you're scientists. So, you know, step up. Great scientists that have that have made fantastic achievements. They weren't the scientists, the naysayers. There's plenty of those. Even back in the olden days, you know, you know, the uh, the first century and so on. A lot of naysayers that pushed against, you know, people like uh, Newton and many other uh, great scientists, Einstein, even. and now their scientific evidence that nobody believed in is the holy grail for many things that we do here. So this is a different, say, paradigm. This is a new beginning for a whole new science coming through. I call that pure science, by the way. So you have Newtonian physics. You have quantum physics that gets an even smaller realm. And then what I would call pure physics, which border or transcend through into, say, the timeless properties that dictate the laws of Newtonian physics. So, again, pure physics dictates what happens 
in principles of quantum physics, and then quantum physics dictates how Newtonian physics works. Okay? So that's the way I see it. That's the way XI sees it. Uh, and again, for those people who are in the field, be a fantastic opportunity for you to make a name for yourself uh, and expand into those realities. And once we understand the pure physics level, okay, that transition of, say, timelessness, the principles that dictate how, say, timeless uh, consciousness works, because there's no bodies, there's no, say, particles, physical, but it's say it's a consciousness or a frequency. Uh, once we understand those, we'll understand say deeper the laws of physics, how gravity works, and so on like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna delve into this a little bit more by the questions. Uh, and if you have say time space time type questions, uh, I'd love to hear from you. And you can write them into Moss EI Mossy at Mossajadi dot com. So that's Moss M A S E I at M A S S-A-J-A-D-Y dot com. Let's go ahead and jump right in. These are questions accumulated by you listening in. These are great questions. And for the most part, uh, this is the first time I've actually looked at them because it, it, it gives me a true perspective. So they might be raw. They're Obviously, they're unfiltered. They might not be presented perfectly. And I like it that way because they're not rehearsed you get to see what i download in real time okay uh, the importance of that is not just the words of what i'm saying but i bring down the essence the consciousness around those words so, and that's the way learning the xi method exponential intelligence process method works so it's not just the words because words are a very small percentage of how you learn it's the essence and the base around it. So it makes it pure for you, even if you don't understand the concepts. Uh, like sometimes as I go into the higher realms, higher concepts, I don't understand the concepts. But as I say, download them, let them settle into me, what happens is that over time, my consciousness say, ascends to a higher level. The teachings from the knowledge start to make sense to me. So I didn't break down the teachings. And that's the key. I did not break down the teachings like conventional teaching. Right? You have to break it down into a level where you understand it. Again, watering the thing. that it, it, One, it loses its essence. It loses its power behind it. And it just sits in your identity, in your storage, memory storage somewhere. The way XI sees it, or EI, in the past, XI, the way XI sees it, is that the teachings say elevate you to a certain level, whether you understand it or not, and as you elevate into that level, the teachings at a conscious level uh, show through. So you live from the teachings. It's a huge difference. Huge difference. So that's one of the aspects, before we even get into the questions, uh, that I want to talk about. In this new reality, it's coming through in this new decade, it's not about knowledge the way we know it today. Okay? And this is the problem with knowledge the way we know it today. Um, so as these conscious, and I'll talk about the consciousness wave coming through, but as the knowledge comes through, okay, 
the new knowledge, or back in the olden days, the conventional way, is that you know knowledge comes through, technology advances, humans decline. There's a huge issue with that. In fact, there's been civilizations, yes, in the yesteryear, which have collapsed just because of this, because the knowledge, the technology got so advanced, humans couldn't keep up. Facing that issue now with AI, artificial intelligence, and it's not because of the machines. It's not because the machines get too intelligent. It's just that those, the technology, the machines, the programs that are created for us to help advance us ourselves into a higher consciousness is degrading us. Again, it's not the technology. We can't put a halt on technology. It doesn't work that way because the technology or the concepts or the ideas of that technology, man didn't create it. Human consciousness didn't create it. It came from a higher level consciousness down to us we're actually supposed to be at that level. And at some levels, again, programming, computers, and so on, we are, we have, but humans as a whole have stayed the same. In fact, um, knowledge or intelligence levels have gone down, uh, aptitude have gone down, learning abilities have gone down, uh, focus or retention has gone down. Back in 1956, uh, I forgot the name of the scientist. Um, he deduced that we would learn, and you can look up the paper. It's called, um, just hold on a second. Let me just bring it up for you. Uh, the magical number seven plus minus two. So look it up. It's a paper. I forgot the name of the scientist. But basically, the paper said that we hold memory of up to seven bits of memory, plus minus two. But then recently, scientists have done a study, and it's like three bits of memory that we can hold on to. So there's a problem there. We're getting more and more, say, disconnected uh, from our identities. It's a huge problem. As we uh, as we go deeper, as a note, again, this knowledge, uh, as you're listening, uh, is not only just conscious knowledge. Some of you might start to feel different. Again, that's my frequencies generating to help you switch into living that knowledge that I'm talking about, and then helping you with other uh, issues in your life as well. So the first question, the 99% timeless space, I'll talk about that for those who aren't familiar, is the real reality. The 1% time-bound is only a mirage. How will the 1% reality and the 99% be affected by the new consciousness? So let me just explain the details because there's part one and part two of that question. Uh, 
So what I talk about is that your existence here in the conventional world, right? Uh, your body, your identity, your your wealth, whatever, your life existence here, your experiences here, uh, equate to about 1% of of all that matters or of all matter, okay? So that's your timeline, time bound. Yeah. In fact, uh, again, it goes very well with what scientists uh, discovered or physicists have discovered that if you put all the mass of the universes together, it would equate to, say, 1%, about 1% of all the matter, so-called, so-called matter, in this reality. So the 99% is, say, of a timeless uh, identity or a timeless realm. That's what I'm talking about as well. So with that in mind, your experiences here, your body here, only makes up 1% of who you really are. The 99% is your timeless essence, your life force. Some of you might call it your spirit. I call it your vital force. That is the only thing that's real. This here that you experience is a mirage or a reflection of how you identify yourself at the spirit world or of say, the timeless world. Let's move away from you know, spirituality, religion, and all that. It has a lot of negative connotations, a lot of distorted connotations. So again, this reality is a reflection of the real reality, the timeless reality that you are. That's the 99, the 1%. So going back into the question, the 99%, Time of space is the real reality. The 1% time bound is only a mirage or a reflection. How will the 1% reality and the 99% be affected by the new consciousness? Well, the key is that between the 99% the 1%, for you to hold on to an identity and for you to understand and for you to operate in this reality, you have to be, say, dumbed down or filtered down. Okay? So there's tons and tons of filters to get you to this point of existence, to create this much density, to create this reality. So those filters, just some of them, is the way time and space works. So it's a major it's a filter between you, your, say, vital force, and then where you are here, how time and space works. It's like a global setting. It's like an operating system. Like a Mac OS, right? Or a PC, right? A Windows PC, different operating systems, or an Android setup, right? Different operating system, different time space structures. So, say, an alien world out there would probably have a different time space structure. And so we couldn't see, or we don't see them, but if we resonated to that same, same time space, we'd probably see them where they could see us. So that's another subject. So that first filter, again, is time-space. The second filter is how say, uh, the physics of this reality work. Uh, the other filters go through, um, and we'll get it closer to home, closer to you, something you identify, how humans work. 
how a human identity works. Uh, and then from there, man, woman. Uh, and then from there, um, time, time frames on you were born. Okay? So hence, the the model, human, the model of human that you are. If you didn't listen to human version, human version 8.0, uh, it's the last, uh, listen to that podcast. Uh, and then from there, you know, your culture, your color, your nationality, your uh, education, background, all those filters, and then your life experiences. Again, filter after filter after filter to create a self-image that you call your experiences here that turns into your physical body. So say cancer is a filter that creates in your body. It's not something physical. And there's actually studies that have been shown that if you change the frequency, uh, the cancers disappear. Or uh, somebody that might have um, kidney failure because of diabetes, they change into another personality. Uh, There's no more kidney failure. So there's, there's a lot of studies around what I'm talking about. It's not just, it's not just theory. There's a lot of, uh, again, studies backing this up. So, so with those filters, so as this new reality comes through, those filters are really a burden because the power that you are at your timeless level compared to where you are here and all the burdens that you have, all the illnesses that you have, all the shortcomings that you have, the abuse patterns and all that, that stop you from feeling that or living from that grander self that you are is because of those filters. It's not because you're, you've been bad or good or you did something wrong in a previous lifetime. There's karma and all that bullshit. Right? Uh, it's not that you have to suffer in this reality to, to, to extend on out and go to heaven. None of that stuff exists. Well, there might be, say, some truth to it. And we can talk about that uh, in a different podcast. But as you remove these filters, the grander version that we all know, that we all think we, that we all feel deep inside that we are, well, that shows, starts to pop through. So as we remove those filters, and that's what this consciousness is about, as we remove those filters, the two integrate better because the filters are not there. So just to give you uh, an analogy, uh, say that you're uh, partners. You know, husband and wife, or girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it might be, um, and you're looking at each other. But do you really see each other for who you are? You don't. You see all the filters in between. So there's you, all the filters in between, and then their filters, and then them. So when you look through that opaque filter, you get to see that person, and it's not them. Many of you have gone through that experience with Exxon, right? I help you delete all those filters, and you get to see, say, that loved one for who they truly are. And it's a grander version of them. That's what we're headed towards. Everybody gets to see the grander version of who we are. So what that means is that between just a couple examples, Say you have your um, vital force looking at as a reflection of itself, right? Human form. And in between are all those filters. 
and look so real to the vital force or your spirit, it's like, shit, that must be me. Obviously, it's not. So it just keeps reflecting and it it keeps creating the reality that we exist in. That's why XI is so highly effective. XI is not about, you know, self-improvement. It's not about solving problems. It's about eliminating them right off the bat. So when I say eliminating, this is what I'm talking about. It's eliminating all those filters that you see or all those problems that are in between your higher version of who you are and who you are. You start eliminating those. You start to merge together. So you start to become one. There's a oneness. So as you become one, you just are. And then this is where abundance comes through. You don't have to get ill the way we do. You don't have to do all that stuff. This gets really, really exciting. This is where XI actually kicks in. This is where you get to see, say, the full potential of what you could be in physical form. Or, in other words, say, in the wicked spirit. And this is where you transcend, say, nature. This is where, where right now, we're way below nature. Um, This is where you come up to nature. You're very efficient. The inventions, the ideas, the concepts, including AI that we create, does not disassociate or disconnect, does not create a valley, a void between, say, uh, technology and then human uh, human ascension. It merges the two together. And then as it does, we escalate higher, we escalate beyond nature. Imagine that. Right now, we learn everything from nature. All the science, all the inventions, all the cures, everything is learned from nature, but we go beyond that. So we don't destroy nature, we pull nature up to a higher level. That's where we're supposed to be. That's why we have, say, so-called free will. By the way, we're not fucking up or anything like this. Here, we're learning all the things that don't work, so we can put it away and then ascend to a higher space. So we're, let's say, like teenagers, just getting into our own strength, like a bull in a china shop. That's where we are. That's that's why we're pushing everything around, destroying everything. Uh, in a very short time, we'll get into that, say, young adulthood as a consciousness, as human consciousness. We'll get to own our, our abilities, our strengths, and then we don't have to tear anybody else apart to stay in control because that control starts to come from within. So that's the exciting part as, again, the two identities merge from, say, a universal order, because it's not, it's not our, um, it's not our, say, decision to go, okay, we want to go to a higher order. As these purity waves come through, again, start to change space-time into a more efficient system, there's a lot of new concepts, new ideas that get, say, dropped upon us, which helps us go to that higher realm. Uh, hopefully this time we'll catch up. We'll stay in sync with the knowledge that comes down. And again, that's what XI is really about. Helping you understand the knowledge that is surrounding us, not at a conscious level, not where it's just stored, but we start living from it. This is where technology, as we use it, helps us ascend higher. It doesn't destroy us. 
and that's a key because many of us say, you know, technology is bad. We need to limit technology. We need to do this, this, this. No, we just need to awaken. And then that technology will help us awaken even more. Um, what ha- what will happen when a critical mass hits the state of being awake? Uh, in an individual, body, thoughts, emotions, behaviors, uh, relationships, family, school, organizations, work, uh, products, governments, political system, religion. So, again, overall, if you are, say, an achiever, say that you were out of shape, you know, um, sick, ill, and all that stuff, and then you switched into a high-performance athlete. Okay, So, as a high-performance athlete, a lot of those things don't exist in you, right? Uh, health standards, obviously, uh, to a top notch. We're not where we're not just like focusing on cures. Most of the money, most of the inventions, most of the companies here focus on cures, right? Cure for cancer, cure for this, cure for diabetes. Uh, it's never say eliminating, but it's a cure. So whether it's the drug companies, um, you know, all the um, uh, control systems, conspiracy theories, and so on like that, no matter what those are, what it's about, why it's about, it doesn't matter at a new consciousness. None of those things exist because we don't have to control. We don't have to destroy to control. Um, At that level... Right? At, say, a primed seasoned athlete, nobody has to hold you up. You're self-sustaining. You're good to go on your own. You are like, say, that gladiator. Not, not because you're in a war, but that you're that, you're that strong identity of who you are. Thus creating, say, momentum on your own, creating energy. So we'll have excess energy. Energy resources. There's no depletion. There's no destroying the earth, anything like that. Uh, in the higher spaces, everything will be in unison, not uniform, but in in unison. Everything, say, vibrates at a higher frequency. We don't, again, we don't destroy the environment. In fact, we enhance the environment. It becomes more efficient that way. So then we get to, like, wear uh, the label or the title of keepers of Mother Nature, keepers of the earth. Proudly, because right now uh, I wouldn't be so proud about having that title. Because look at all the destruction that we do. Uh, it's horrific. Uh, obviously, political systems, government systems, uh, they're more for uh, efficiencies, not control systems. Um, you know, jobs, for example, or even no matter where you are here in the U.S. or anywhere else. You know, and and it's kind of a side note, but you know, you start a business on your own. You start a business. You're not starting a business. Basically, you work for the government. That's all it is. Look at your taxes. Look at how they tax you. Look at all the rules and dictations on how you have to file your taxes. You don't have your own business. You don't have your own freedom. None that. So all those things. Uh, again, come to a higher standard. There's no dichotomy uh, where they mean one thing uh, and, you know, you have to do the other, right? Uh, what you say is what you mean at an internal level. Uh, there's a lot of transparency at those higher levels. Uh, everybody, say, would know your weaknesses, but nobody cares 
because it's all about, say, working together, working in harmony. Somebody has a weakness. You don't go whisper in, you know, all your friends' words, uh, in all your friends' ears and, you know, destroy the other. There's no need to. Uh, just like, for example, me, uh, I know all your weaknesses. I don't use it against you. Uh, I see your weaknesses. I see your potential. And I go, hey, how can I help this person uh, ascend on to their higher potential? So imagine if everybody did that. Just think of it for a second. Or more. Now you can imagine what kind of world it would be. Uh, and it's not that. One more thing. Okay. So don't think that in that world... Uh, it's everything's a, just a fairy tale because it's not. Uh, it's just that there are different challenges, and it's about not repairing things, not resolving things, not not curing things. But how do you get stronger, better, faster? So we're going to stop here. There's a lot more questions to answer about the physics of the new world, but as we end. Part one of the series, Physics of the New World. Uh, don't worry about the confusion. I know there's going to be a lot of, say, questions unanswered. There's going to be a lot of questions coming up for you, a lot more. That's part of the space of expanding our knowledge, our intelligence, and living in the new intelligence, because that's what the new world is about. Okay? So don't worry about the confusion. Just let it be. Observe. Allow yourself to absorb and understand from a different level. So as we end part one, notice what you notice, and then notice the details of what you're noticing.